1: Welcome to She Podcast, podcasting from the women's point of view. Woohoo! I'm your host Jessica Cufferman. Wish me as always as Elsie Juanita Escobar.
0: Juanita, that's my brother's name. Oh,
1: your brother's name is Juan, right? Yeah, Juan, and the other one is Luis, right? Luis, yeah. Those aren't common at all. <laughs> and then, and then John Jamingo, our producer. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Today
0: is a coffee day. You guys, I have a coffee. I have a coffee, not a smoothie. I have a tea, not a
1: Coke or a coffee cuz I'm in hell. Oh, awesome. I have all the congestion and bullshit happening. Oh, great. That's fantastic.
2: That's one thing you can't predict is when you're going to get sick.
1: It's not it's true you can't predict it and like It's actually good. Like, when it's all sitting here, my throat's getting sore, my whole face hurts. Like, my teeth hurt the other day. That's how sick I was. Like, now that it's all running and I'm coughing, like, I know it's leaving. Oh, my God. And so I feel better, but I'm, like, a physical mess of just, like, I'm great, guys.
2: Like, it's gross.
0: Yeah. And then also- That was my mouth,
1: by the way, not my nose. My nose sounds like this.
2: Uh, All right. Okay.
0: (laughs) So now- oh. Welcome. Welcome the to all the that. new listeners. This is podcasting from the women's point of view, all about nose noises and mouth <laughs> noises and disgustingness. Um, this is really what it takes. That's
1: not even the most disgusting part, but okay, let's not get into it, shall we?
0: <laughs> right. And I guess, you know, those of you guys who are listening to the show right now, they might possibly be getting ready to fly to Atlanta
1: because yes. this
0: is... She podcast Live week,
1: y'all. If you're listening at the moment this comes out, know that I am flying there today, Monday the 7th. I'm getting there around 7 p.m. at night. And uh, I hope it all works out. I'm sure I have a billion boxes there for me because I've been sending myself things there for like a month. So T-shirts, tote bags, all All kinds of goodies. Yeah, all kinds of goodies. So...
0: What's going on with you guys? Are you excited? When do you leave? Tuesday? I leave Tuesday. I should be there Tuesday afternoon, which is, you know, I have to like look, but I'll, I'll be there Tuesday afternoon. So I'm leaving straight from town, straight from downtown. Oh, you're going to take the girls and then yeah. leaving from Asheville. Yes, I am. So then I'm going to be taking an Uber because ooh. it's the best, you know what I mean? It would be, it was the best John. idea for everybody.
1: Ooh, <laughs> oh, ooh. John's like, ooh. Uber.
0: Uber, Uber. But alas, though, I mean, one of the reasons that we decided to put the show out and kind of uh, not uh, it, because it's hard, dude. Podcasting is hard. I'm The last two weeks, I haven't even been able to put the show notes up because we've been so yeah. busy. So
1: so Elsie so, so suggested that we talk about the, the birth of She podcasts. That's right. And the insemination that led oh. to the birth. Ew. Of She podcast, Ew, that was creepy. That Um, was really creepy. And then, I guess, how we got to where we are. So that's kind of a good way to eat up some time. Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. (laughs) Let's eat it up. We
1: thought that some of you who are coming to She podcast may not know the inception, conception of how it got here, why we're here. I mean, actually, this week was another milestone for us. Did you know that? We hit 14,000 members this week.
0: That's insane. That's just out of control. It's time. Yeah, it is time for us to get... (laughs) <laughs> More serious about that stuff, but no, but <laughs> we're
1: think like that oh. could be a little overdue at this point. It could, it could be, be a little th- bit overdue. I think at
0: a thousand, we probably should have started taking it seriously. Yes, we should have talked. To- to- yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but 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 alas, we're busy. We're busy. We we're do very other busy things. And important. You know, we, we're doing other things as well. No, but let's start at the beginning because one of the things that you've been doing too for anybody who has been on our list, and if you're not on our list, what is the number that they have to text? Might as well say text, it now.
1: She podcasts to six. Six eight six six to get on our list to learn about new episodes and everything that's going on with She Podcast Live.
0: That's amazing. So in a She Podcasts all together, one word. So She Podcasts all together. With an S at the end, She Podcasts. Okay. So one of the reasons that um, I'm bringing this up too is because Jess has been writing these incredible emails to our list and she's been sort of like kind of going back through memory lane of of the inception of what we were, what we are, how it all happened and all the stuff. And I didn't really actually quite realize that the reason that this all kind of began was because of a conference. You didn't? No, I didn't know that. I think you were in denial. You laid it out. You laid it out so clearly. I was like, oh, my God, that is why this exists.
1: It exists because conferences are huge catalysts for change, whether you know it or not showing simply right. showing up and being open to whatever possibility lies in the doors of that hotel is huge. You know, actually, just speaking of this, one of my friends who's going to be there, Tara, who, you know, John, Yes, T- Tara um, is coming to Atlanta and. And yesterday she posts on Facebook, like, does anyone know a career counselor or someone who could like kind of point me in the direction? Like, I I know what I don't want to do and I know what I used to do, but I don't know what I want to do now. And I was like, I think you might want to just come to the conference and have an open mind because the first step is leaving the house. That's how you figure it out. You got to actually go out. Not that she's a homebody. She's not. It's just that. I don't think that there's a lot of opportunities here in bumfuck Delaware to explore your creativity and like but also find a way to do it from home but also still be funny like podcasting kind of has a lot of that stuff all rolled up into you know she has a, a husband who's a disabled she takes care of him and like she's a kid in college like she it's not her fault she doesn't go out you know but she just we just we our lifestyle just is like that sometimes so back to the conference it's a huge catalyst and it was a huge catalyst for me when I met you and a huge catalyst for me when I met John Lee Dumas For, I mean, for good reasons and bad reasons, because I, you know, like I thought he was the most brilliant man on earth and that's hilarious now.
0: And I'm so glad John, I found that John, we out, love though. you, John. I can actually say that now. I do. You know, it's you know? funny. I don't oh. know if
1: he appreciates as much as I do that him giving me the wrong answer to the question, how do you grow your show, is what caused this entire movement. Was John being like, just double your shows and then you'll have double downloads. And I was like, what? No. What? <laughs> no. No. That's when I met him. Yeah. In Vegas. And I
0: had the one question, how did you grow? And he had no idea because he said, help. I don't blame him. Right, right. Absolutely. So was that in that was that that NMX that the NMX that we went to in the same flight was that it? Yes. Wow. Okay, so let's let's take it back just a little bit. So tell them the story. So Bring it on I back. have been going to conferences uh for quite a while that because there usually there was like one podcasting conference every year. There was one, right? And it used to be the Portable and New Media Expo which was and it was before that it was called, I think, the Podcast Expo. Anyway, that used to happen in Ontario, California. It started to morph and that eventually it became New Media Expo. That's like the iteration of it. It actually kept growing and it actually sold like there was all kinds of hands changing and all this kind of stuff in terms of the conference. But that's where it used to be. It was a a smallish type conference. I would attend it. And it's kind of like it had always been a party. It was always a party in the sense of like meeting your friends. It was always like a camp. Like it's like oh meeting in camp like once a year, and I never bought. <laughs> this is sad, but I never bought a conference ticket. I would just go to the conference and I would hang out and I would meet the people and you would remember. Like I would meet the podcasters, and um, after I started work. In fact, I had my, my. I was hired by Libsyn at the Podcast and New Media Expo in Ontario, right around what two thousand and seven. In two thousand and seven which is crazy, right? Again, at a conference, I sat down with Rob Walsh. We finally had this conversation face to face. And that's how the job was offered, which was amazing. So um, after that stuff, then it turned into the New Media Expo. And this was sort of like part of since I was now working for Lipson, this is part of my job now to travel. I went to this conference. And that's where I met Jessica, like I was taking a flight, I think. Well, not I think, I know from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia, Philadelphia to La- to Las Vegas. And I had tweeted out, right, Jess? I was like, I tweet, I want to see that tweet because if we can find that, that would be amazing to find that tweet where I was like, I'm headed to Las Vegas for, because you were like, what, where are you? And I was like, I'm, I'm in, Ph- I think I was in, I don't know if I was said I'm going to Philly or I am in Philly in a layover. Like, I can't remember because then you started, I think we DM'd. Were we DMing? Because I don't no. think I had your... No, it you was live. No, but when, yeah, well, what, what I'm saying is that you were tweeting live, like, so everybody was reading this information then, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, I think then you were like, what flight number are you on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, And I told you, and you showed up, like, literally within an hour. <laughs> it was crazy. So
1: picture it. 2013. <laughs> I did not do a good job of telling that story. Is it 2013 or 2014? Probably 2014.
0: No, 2013, because 2014 uh, podcast movement came and that's when she podcast had just been born. So 2013.
1: 2014 in January. In ta- oh, like, well, then it was
0: that year. It that, was 2014. God.
1: Okay. So so okay. I had just oh gotten God. through. So my children were 15 and, and 14. And I had just gotten mm. through Hanukkah and Christmas with them. And like the NMX was supposed to start on like the 3rd of January. And there was a huge snowstorm on the East Coast. It just like wiped every flight out of Philadelphia. So I thought out. I had a flight. I got noticed it was canceled that day. I got another flight. It was canceled within 20 minutes. I got another flight. It was canceled before I even got a chance to fucking check out. And so I was sad and I remember sitting on my couch, like in my pajamas, very sad. And he was like, and Scott, of course, is like very subtly being like, well, I guess you can't go this year. And I was just like, "Oh my inside, God. I was like screaming, no, like I had to get out of the here. It was cold and snowing and I just wanted to be in, I don't think, I think it was my first time in Vegas. I'd never been there before and it was warm and like, I was just sick of winter. Anyway, I was a little desperate to get out. So then I see, I was following the NMX hashtag. And I see Yo Geek say Pittsburgh to Philly and then Philly to Vegas. And I was like, I beg your pardon? Because I was trying to get out of Philly. Right. And I was like, what flight? And, she, and I was like, and she was, oh, it's just from, she was like all subtle, like, oh, I'm just, I'm coming from, and I'm like, no, no, no. Give me the flight number <laughs> now. And so she gives me the flight number. And I was like, okay, book a flight, throw on my clothes run out the door. I only live, thank God, I only live 20 minutes from the airport. And I was already packed. I was like sitting on my suitcase like p- pouting when I saw the tweet. So I ran to the airport and like when I got there, I was tweet, you know, texting her like this is when I think we started DMing or at least like text messaging each other like, oh, I'll be there in a minute and I'll see you at the airport. And I got a huge cheese steak, a chicken cheesesteak and I was just about to eat it when I saw her. I thought maybe I'd have like 10 minutes before she got there and I was like, sit down to open it. And it's a mess. It's like Pat's, you know, whatever they have at the airport. It's like a meaty, greasy mess. And I close it back up and she's like, hi, and we hug and we take a selfie. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm so, I'm so sorry, but I just got here from my pajamas and I'm starving, but I don't want to offend you. And she was like, why would you offend me? And I was like, cause it's a giant meat sandwich. And she goes, I'm not a vegetarian. Like I was an idiot. <laughs> like I was an idiot. I mean, she's like the crunchiest person I know, and she's like, "I don't, I eat meat," and I was like, "Sweet!" <laughs> and so and it was like, kind of like, it kind of, it actually was the beginning of me understanding Elsie, the classic enigma of a woman who is a master yogi but isn't offended by a giant greasy meat sandwich. That is <laughs> exactly was- you. <laughs> It's exactly why I know, but there's so many different things like that, Elsie. Like it's the reason why you can live, you know, in a mountain, but still have a technical job. Like all of that fits for only you and no one else. And that was the first time I was like, all right, she's not what she, what you think. That's the first time I was like, you know, you have to get to know you because on the outside you're like this hippie type, but really you are and you're not, you're, you're just uniquely you. Anyway. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> anyway. So then I'm like, well, let's see if the person next to me will switch. And you're like, no, I'm just going to sit by myself. And I was like, oh.
0: I know. It's because I'm. Okay. So you have to get a little inside now of Now I know
1: head. why. Okay. But yeah. at the time, I was like, that bitch. Okay. She doesn't want to sit. I just thought you just wanted to be alone. You made it sound like you just wanted to be
0: alone. No, I know. I didn't know. I Probably am really you did. overwhelmed by following rules and breaking rules and like just the idea of having of asking somebody to move because they were going to be moved out of the seat that they had been assigned was like she, she couldn't do it it was too much stress it was too much stress i was like i can't handle it i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to like that's too much stuff like i i no 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 i want to go where the people t- told me to sit
1: <laughs> she couldn't do it I couldn't she do couldn't it. do it you guys and i was a little hurt but that's fine
0: no, well, I'm I sorry. Waited. I, I was she's lucky I you, waited. So
1: I was in the front of the plane, she was in the back, and she's lucky I waited for her when we got off because I thought, well, if she wants to be alone. I'll just let her be alone, and I thought that would be the rudest thing I've ever done. I'll just wait for her because I mean, we're still friendly even though I thought that was a little weird. So like so I wait for her. We start walking through the airport. First thing she says is, I need a breast pump. I've got to find a breast pump. And like, I'm I'm trying to get pregnant. But even if I wasn't, I don't know where to fucking rent a breast pump. Like, who knows how to rent a breast pump? So I was like,
0: I didn't know. I totally forgot. And it's because
1: my boobs started to hurt. I am not sure I can help you. Yeah. You're like, my boobs are killing me. Where can I rent a breast pump? And I was like, my head was like, just squirt it out, woman. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Why don't you have your own? I mean, you know, I just was like, I can't help you with that. So immediately I know we're going to part ways at the hotel because she's got to go to Whole Foods and find a breast pump. And I was just like, it's a long flight to Vegas from Philly. I mean, it's like six, seven. It's a long ass flight. So I was like, I'm just going to go and sleep until, you know, and I had a roommate, Emily Chase Smith, who was there. And I met up with her and then we went to dinner and then I saw Elsie the next day at the conference. You weren't in a booth. We were just, you know, we kind of like. I don't think we, we texted. The night. Yeah, I don't think we texted that much during the conference. I definitely wasn't like I must speak with Elsie, and I know she wasn't like that with me. Like if we saw each other, we were like, "Hi, hi, great to see you," but like we didn't really know each other that well, yeah. other than B school. So we just kind of like, I think at one point I was with Emily and Maggie Patterson and Alea, and Alea, I'm sorry, Alea, oh, Williams. I was gonna say I couldn't remember your last name, and I happened to see her, and I was like, "Come on, all the girls are gonna go have crab legs." We all sat down at like the Rio buffet and ate a ridiculous amount of crab legs. And honestly it looked like the crab roquettes were there. Like they were all like <sighs> the buffet, they were all poised like they were like doing the can can. It was amazing. It was most anyway. So we all sat there and cracked crab legs and joked with each other you we were there for that, right? It was really fun. I
0: don't think I didn't do the crab legs. We went to get burgers, and there was like, it was very loud. There was like a gigantic booth. And that was with Natalie and her husband, right? That's right. And then okay, more I remember people. that. It was like a huge, it was a lot of people on it that. It became
1: table. a lot of people in the Vegas restaurant. I remember that too. Okay. Yeah. So, that's anyway, long I story short, to. we weren't exactly like inseparable at the conference. But what I learned at that conference was that hanging out with the women. Was much more valuable because when I wanted to ask how to do something in podcasting, I found that their answers just made more sense for what I was trying to accomplish. And men either had a very technical answer or they wanted me to hire an editor, which I couldn't afford, or they wanted me to get a mixer, which I don't know how to work, Mm -hmm. you know, or they wanted me to hire a VA, which I also didn't couldn't afford didn't want to do. And so women were just like, oh, all I do is tie a knot around the thing and then blow like whatever, And it all made sense. And I was like, great. So when I got home on my own, I was like, you know, that was so valuable. Honestly, I already missed the women there because I felt like no one else was understanding this journey so much. So I opened a Facebook group and I just put seven people in it. The seven people that were there was like Natalie, Katie Kermitsos, you, Maggie, Sandy, Emily, and maybe a couple other people I don't remember. And then Like a day went by, we started chatting in there. It wasn't heavy conversation at all. It was like, oh, by the way, what do you think about this? What do you do about that? Because I still had more to ask. I was still new, like about six months new. And like, you know, there's a lot of stuff I wanted to do that I couldn't do for whatever reason because I didn't know what the I was doing. And they had come before me. So, and then also you were answering a lot of questions, which I thought was cool. And then all of a sudden more women, you started adding women like by the handful, (laughs) Like yeah. Mignon Fogarty from Grammar Girl, and I was like, Yay! Because I had met her at the conference, and she was and, right. and she was awesome. And then like um, a couple other people, and I was like, Wow, she knows a lot of she knows a lot of people. And then like a week or so goes by, and she was like, I'm so glad you started this group because I've always wanted to do a Facebook group for women podcasters. And I thought, Well, what the hell was stopping you? Like, because it took me five seconds. It takes five seconds to just set it up, And give it a name, and add people. I was like, you're welcome. That's cool. And she was like, well, I've always had this vision of like calling it She Podcasts. Would you mind if we change the name of it? And I was like, no,
0: dude, that's not how it happened. So we were talking and here it was. And then it started to grow and grow and grow. And then people started. That's when the people started to ask, can there be a podcast? Is there a really? podcast for women podcasters okay. inside of the group? We should start one. Like everybody was asking that inside of the group. Somebody needs to start it. Oh, and then. We got together or I reached out to you and then I said, you know what? We should totally start a podcast about podcasting from us, right? I just remember you saying you had been wanting to do it. Yeah, no, I did. I mean, I wanted to do the group for sure. I didn't ask you to change it. I said, I've been wanting to do it. I just didn't do it. But I also with this, with this thing too, this was another thing that I wanted to do and I never did. And so I was like, you know, we should start it. And then you said, yes. And then we just started talking about it. And you said, What should we call it? And I said, I already have this name, She Podcasts. I've been wanting, like, I had a vision of what I wanted this show to be, but I didn't. It was like more like an interview show. I didn't know if that's what it was. It was like, you know, interviewing women podcasters. That literally what I was going to do. And then I just never, I just never, actually, you know, I had a two and a half year old and I had a five and a half year old. I'm not going to start another show. I had just launched, um, you know, the feed. And so I thought, okay, let's let's do it. I don't, it's easier to do it co-hosted. And I just said, this is the show. I like the name. And then you said, okay. And we did that. And then we had a discussion about this. I think, I don't know if, I don't think it was like a, you know, I brought it up to you. I think we just started to talk about it where it was like, should we change the name of the group? Yeah, that's
1: right. Because the name of the show know.
0: was she was Women. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. And so then we just changed the name of the group so that we kind of, I think, changed the name of the group right around the time we launched the show yes so they wouldn't match so it would match that's right because you're a matchy matchy lady i'm annoying <laughs> like that yes i know so i think that that's what we did we we changed it and we just went for it and i remember we recorded we launched with four episodes kind of not very well done at all <laughs> i remember i was using a nessie microphone in the kitchen at this because i didn't even have a home nope you i didn't a sh- have a house i didn't have a home you that were, was mine your house
1: your shack was being warmed by a coal oven wasn't it you didn't even have a heater
0: um well actually that was the other house this oh. was the other like this was a house we didn't even oh like this was like we had to like evacuate our other house which is now known as the cockroach house so that oh, gives you an idea damn. as to what happened where it was like the downstairs started getting all must anyway, cockroaches and all the stuff. And then Randy like literally came home one day and said, We are leaving. Mm-hmm. And he just picked up and we left. Like l- literally within. And then a you week. hung out with a friend, right? I remember That's this because like, you were like, like homeless for a week.
1: Yes. That's right. This was very stressful as I remember. Yes. For me. And
0: so they had a home that they were trying to sell and so they had the whole upstairs with a whole entire other like it was plenty of space for another family. Like it was a it was a one it was one home but to floors and we had the top floor anyway and that top floor we obviously we didn't have very much there was like a table in the kitchen and that's it and that was the only place I could record and so I was in there and I was using a Nessie a blue Nessie microphone which was the cutest microphone ever but the worst microphone it had popping peas it picked up all the sounds I couldn't touch it because if I touched the table it made noise it was awful, even though I thought it was so cute.
1: I thought mine was worse. I had a blue snowball. I often oh did not use headphones. My cat was constantly... Screaming. Screaming. She was yes, she screaming. could not be alone. She was very old. And um, she was constantly like bursting through the door and yelling in the show. Oh, actually, I actually kind of want to hear it again, just to hear Bodhi.
0: Just to hear... I know, because we oh, captured dead. it, right?
1: Yeah, she
0: and She did. So all uh, the time with the kids opening the door, Maymay constantly coming into the room wanting to have nummies. Mama. Mama yeah. like and I'd have to like, you know, pull up my shirt and then have her stuck to my boob while we were talking and I'm just like this is ugh, so many butt so wipings much. from you. I'm so only did, many butt wipings I'm only in that to go phase wipe a butt. Now
1: 5 years later, but like you were b-
0: wiping Hunter's butt and like trying to Well, actually Maymay's butt. Yeah, Hunter Maymay's was butt. fine. Yeah, she oh. was five and a half. So she was fine. But okay. oh, my God, it was insane. Anyway. Yeah. yeah.
1: So so you can so, hear us getting to know each other in the first couple of episodes, because, you know, we weren't strict necessarily about what we were talking about. In fact, we were mostly talking about our experience podcasting. And we we had surveyed the group as to why they podcast. and We talked a little bit about the reasons for doing it. And then we just kind of like went from there I remember one of the early episodes was about copyrights and like a bunch of, it was when we first started reporting the news, like a bunch of shows had been yanked from Apple because they were using MLB and NFL. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and I said like, just from my knowledge in marketing, like it was a good conversation because I was like, you can't ever use someone else's logo for anything. doesn't matter if you're selling something, like it's not yours, it doesn't belong to you and they should know better. Right. And you didn't really have that. I mean, your your side of it was just kind of like... I feel so bad for
0: them, like, <laughs> which is typical. I mean, and there, and thus, and thus, our chemistry was born. And thus, no, yeah, because we always brought both sides of the conversation. Like, I had a lot more technical podcasting heavy background, right? And, like, yeah, I give knowledge. the insight of all of that stuff, and then you had all the all the other like online business, online marketing,
1: yeah, just Overall, general
0: corporate
1: experience, yeah. and like, yeah, so. um Yeah, so we did the show, and then I got pregnant, and I went away, and then when I came back, I felt like Elsie, like I don't know what happened when I went away because you never got real specific about it. I just know that like I went away for three months because I couldn't podcast because I was like you know had a brand new baby, and and I had been doing a show called Lady Business Radio, and Elsie was my last interview on Lady Business Radio. Weird. (laughs) And I'm glad that she was because it was a good transition. It was clear that I was like over it. And then I yeah. just wanted to focus on She podcast and podcasting from then on out. When I came back, I just didn't want to have a conversation anymore with any more women entrepreneurs about how they came to get an online business. Like I had had 180 conversations. It was over. And so when I went away, my Lady Business Radio community kind of remained stagnant. And the She Podcasts group like tripled in three months. It went from like 500 to 1,700 Right. And then Elsie, you can hear in her voice the first time back, she's like, I'm so happy you're back. Like, she was like, <laughs> she was like a maniac. And I don't, what happened when you, like, how did it feel that I was not there?
0: It must have been I think, you overwhelming. you know what it was? It's like, at that time, Jess, and all honesty, like, I mean, as much as she podcast, obviously we were doing it for our professional, like it was a professional choice, right? We did this kind of professionally. I, I mean, as much as we did it as well to build community and all this kind of stuff, we we were tactical in in our launch because we felt this wasn't there, nah, 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 right? So we started it and we we started from the point of view of going like, we're going to have these episodes, we're going to teach people how to podcast and it was very much like that. But what en- the reality of what ended up happening when we started to get together every week is that we became, it became our outlet. It became our sad or at least for me. Commentator. Commentator. It was it was my everyday feeling like I was connected. It felt like I had a friend to talk with. I felt like I laughed because you made me laugh so hard. And we could talk about all of the things that were happening in our lives Mm -hmm. sprinkled with all the podcasting stuff because I can't stop talking about it. So it was like the perfect release. I didn't have anybody to talk to. I was stuck in a mountain with like, that's when I had no heater, where it was like this little tiny cabin. with. like I was surrounded by people that I just felt like I could not connect with. I was completely disconnected from anybody and everybody. And you were my salvation. So when I had to, I kind of continued the show because I did have uh, guest people come on and that was fine. I loved the guest people that came on. But what I did find out is that the rapport that we had is not was not present with other people. So I wasn't getting I wasn't getting it. I wasn't getting the release. I was I was like having to work at it, you know. It's like Lady Business Radio where like if somebody would come on you're like, "Okay, now I have to interview them or I have to lead this conversation." Whereas when you and I got on, it was just easy. It's easy. Yeah, we just start talking and it's great. And that's it. The end. Similarly, and- I was constantly
1: feeling like I was dealing with idiots because when you first have a baby, you're obviously the only person that knows how to do anything right. Right. And since Elsie had a two year old, I knew she would understand that. Like, like I had my husband there. My mother in law wasn't as helpful as she could have been. My sister in law is my nanny. Like, I hated everyone, mm-hmm. and she's the only one that could understand what I was going through. That I needed to work, and I needed to be online, and I needed a podcast. And like, my door had no lock right (laughs) it was like a fucking nightmare anyway like you know just how frustrating men are like when they when babies first happen like oh it was nice to have somebody to talk to about that too for me when i came back like i was so frustrated with my situation and i know it had nothing to do with podcasting but it did though because it was the missing piece
0: to life right and i think that that you know we get a lot of feedback from people saying like you guys like you know get on it <laughs> you know what I mean? So this like, show's not
1: right, and if that's the case, like you're thinking that right now, this show is not necessarily for you. There's lots of shows out there that just go through the technical or the how to do. Right. This is like podcasting as a lifestyle. Ooh,
0: ooh, look at that! No, you try. It's like for me, it's like the way that I like to refer to the what ended up being with the show because we actually did come on to do it like professional business show about women in podcasting kind of thing. But what ended up being is what I feel what I talk about now is like, it's a personality driven show. It's like it's you and I we talk about stuff, but it's more about lifestyle. It's more about the way that we deal with the things. Um, people want to know what's going on behind the scenes. Yes, we do have, you know, wise things to say about the state of the industry and we'll continue to do that and tips and information and advice and all that stuff. But it always comes from, I think, a really grounded place where, um, from experience, like we're not, Yeah, we're not trying to teach you anything other than the fact that you you learn through our our mistakes. Also, if you just want the news, sign up for the Podcast Business Journal. That's right. Sign
1: up for Inside Podcasting. There's going to be a couple more coming out here in the next couple of months. Sign up for all of those. And then when you want to hear what Elsie and I think about those things. Then you come to this show, but we're not reporters. We're commentators. We're edit. We do editorials.
0: That's right. And also, we're not also going to report on all the things. We're only going to bring you the stuff that appeals to us. Yeah, Yeah, it's like (laughs) we're not. Yeah. So if like there's a you know piece of information, there's a lot of news that are out there that I roll my eyes at, where I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's big news, but really I have nothing to say about that, nor do I care because it doesn't really affect the majority of us. Um, So let's
1: talk about how we got. I want to hear your point of view because I've been on like 20 shows in the last week and I've been talking about how I came to want a conference. Okay. And and just quickly for people who don't know, I wanted a conference for the same reason I was desperate to get to Vegas. I've never been anywhere. I had kids when I was 21. I'm dying to travel. I have horrible wanderlust and I like to be away from my family once in a while. So I thought a conference when I first met Elsie, I was like, "Ooh!" and then maybe we could meet people in their cities and do like a six months, one day each city kind of thing like we'll go home and then we go back out and then we go home and we go to a different city and she was like mm, that sounds interesting but <laughs> um but i was really excited to travel 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 and this was like five years ago i always wanted to have a conference so what about you like how what is your side of it i've not well, heard you know
0: it. well i think that I've, I've i know what you about think this. about it yeah. but i
1: want you to tell them like the
0: succession The succession of like, yeah, it always started with a a no. (laughs) I don't want to because I, I'm not that like, I don't have, what did you say? What is that word that you used? Wanderlust? Um, Yeah, I don't have that. No. Like once in a while. You're an emergency
1: immigrant. I'm sure having a home and staying there is probably comforting for you. Yeah. And
0: also, you know, if you no, but honestly, if you start to think about it, how many homes have we lived in since we've been doing She Podcast? Right. We haven't really ever really rooted down anywhere. This is like this last home right now is where I feel like I can now unpack and start to buy things for the walls. You know what I mean? Like, I now feel that. And uh, sadly, this is the first time we've had a couch since... Ren and I have been together. So you know what I mean? So given all of that extra stuff in terms of the everyday life, the me getting up and going somewhere else and doing something else outside of the chaos that was already my life was it was like why would i want to do that like i don't even have a place to be and now i'm leaving and then when i came back it just my, uh, again my my people were little my little girls were little and we had arranged our life so that i was the sole provide, not sole provider, but, you know, emotional support for them. I'm the one that fed them. I'm the one that did all the stuff. Like we didn't really ever have any help. Like I had a babysitter once in a while when I went and saw a yoga client. So no, we weren't those people that put the kids in preschool that had babysitters come up. Like it was me. I was there the whole time. So having something like what you were talking about, the logistics of it was just too much for like, I just, it just didn't, fit and it stressed me out so even just talking about it stressed me out so I said no to you I essentially was like eh. I just kind of pretended like you didn't say it
1: <laughs> pretty much for five years <laughs> for five years she acted like I wasn't bringing it up and if I did bring it up now I'm wondering if you did this on purpose whenever I brought it up she found a way <laughs> to have stipulations that were impossible to compromise on like for example on purpose you might have
0: i don't know maybe Maybe. for example
1: like the first time first couple times i brought it up she would go well i know you want a big thing but i'd really like to have like an intimate space like only 50 people i'm like okay but we're gonna need to charge them each like a thousand dollars she was like well i really feel like it should be accessible to everyone who can't afford to do it and i was like so you want to make five dollars is what you're saying (laughs) Because we can't have 50 people and then have it be accessible. We make $500. It's stupid. You either have to do a small group for very expensive or not expensive for as many people as will fit in the door. And when I would say that, she would go, I can't handle that many people. And I was like, and we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> she does not want money.
2: Well, that's when I stepped into it because you that was guys. A, yeah, a
1: couple of years ago, right? Or was that well,
2: you guys had just passed 10,000 members in the She Podcast group. And me, not knowing any of this, said, you know what you guys should do? You guys should have a conference. Yeah, we've had this. And that sparked the conversation on the show where a bunch (laughs) of the listeners started feedback saying, yeah, we want a conference. We want a conference. And then I heard the I can only say neurotic ramblings of Elsie about this conference. I'm like, well, this ain't ever going to happen because of everything you were just saying.
0: Yep. I was like, it. It was like it's like the most stressful thing that I could have ever imagine. Okay, so anyway, you kept talking about it. You kept bringing it up. We did figure out how to make money other ways, right? We tried everything. I tried
1: everything.
0: everything. to not
1: do a conference. That's right. We it's tried basically what we did.
0: Yes, we've tried. We tried everything. And why do you think those things didn't work? Well, because both of us were not really into it. Because we both always had another job or something to do. Mm -hmm. And
1: because your lifestyle, in the sense that it does revolve around you, like Elsie, I also learned through this that Elsie only has room for the things she makes room for. If it's not planned far enough in advance, she can't just be like, sure, I can add an extra email this week. It's going to have to be like a month from now, can you do emails? Because otherwise, she can't fit it in. She gets very bogged down. She's extremely overwhelmed. It comes late. She doesn't sleep. Her children are sick. Everyone's dying. Here's your email.
0: No, right? and so, and so, and also, but Jess, let's put it that, and John, I'm going to say this, but not, not this time around, Elsie, but like no, I'm saying in
1: the past. If no, I've I tried know, but get let me you to. Yeah,
0: right. But I just want to explain this in, in this context. So, John, this is again, this is not to like guilt you into anything at all. OK, because I, this is my this is my life. Oh, so when I like, Uh-oh. OK, on the weekends, I have a very specific like just like Jess is saying, like there is a certain amount of time that I have to do all the things in order for things to get done. And if for whatever reason we don't get the show on like Sunday morning or whatever, like around there or even Sunday afternoonish, it's not going to get done. Yep. Because I don't have any more space.
1: But also, Elsie, like the last time we tried to do something that wasn't a conference was the VIP day here at my house. And That's I right. remember we had planned for both of us to have certain jobs and then spontaneously. You went on a trip across the country, and you were like, "That's fine. I'll just go ahead and like write them on the road." And then you you just could not, for the life of you, find a place with Wi like you were never in a hotel with yeah. Wi Fi. You just were like, "I don't know what where you guys were staying, but none of these places ever heard of the internet." I don't know why. Well, you and have it to just became yeah. impossible. And then I was like, and I didn't have to, and I because I had planned for Elsie to do those things, I wasn't doing those things. We didn't get to market it as much, and then we didn't get as many people as we would have liked. And that's when I was like, you know what? I think if I just let her choose what she wants to do, which she's told me was show up and speak and I have someone else handle the rest, then it would work. Right. But I think as long as she's involved in the planning, something about her will will slow it down because she's nervous about it. And it's like and I think you knew that, too, because the last time I asked you if I could do it, you were like. Fine. But I've heard you say over the last year, like, I didn't want my energy to
0: affect it. Is that right? It is correct. But let me go back again to what happened when we were going across the t- across okay. the world. I'm not right? trying to make
1: you defensive no. either. No, That's
0: no, only... no, it's not defensive. It's, I'm just telling you that this is the reality of what happened, which is yes. exactly what was happening exactly. with John. wasn't mad. So right. we're going. And then so this I had full on like, I can totally do it, Jess. It was a simple thing. Yes. Yes. Simple. And then I had all of this other crap that was coming up for podcast movement i had meetings with people all of a sudden i was leading like this panel of ceos i had meetings to attend i had ceo people to like write to i had all of this extra stress of all the things that i had to plan for podcast movement do you guys hear
1: her right now i just want to say something last podcast movement this last year i asked her to be at the booth for an hour yeah and what you're hearing right now is exactly what happened yep. when I asked her to watch the movie. First, I have to do the meeting and then I need the notes and then yes. I'm leading a thing and then the meetup. And I was like, fuck it. That's
0: right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fuck it. She can't f- because it's not even the hour. It's the fact that I've thrown her a wrench and like all the plates she was juggling just blew up in yeah, the air. That's and exactly what it
0: feels like every yes. se- like this morning. Yeah. But I mean, we're not going to get into that. But no, that's but what happened. It's just like, your personality. Yeah. It's like, ding, ding. I have all of these things that I'm like, and if one of these things falls, I'm screwed. I have to know how many balls I have up in the air. And if I if there's an extra one, they all collapse.
1: I don't think it's the planning. I really do think it's your personality. I think, yeah, you, you, you only have room in your head and heart for this many things and if someone throws you another one go fuck yourself it's not happening we can't do it everything explodes goodbye danger 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 danger
0: and i think well that i that's a boundary <laughs> i think that's boundary yes, to me is. you know it probably is yes it's like i don't say like you know when people say like i say yes to too many things i'm doing too many things i'm like uh i don't like <laughs>
2: i'm like that's me that's like i said that's why this week the she podcast was late was because everybody threw everything to me on saturday and I'm trying to get everything done, and it was Sunday, and I hadn't even touched She Podcast yet, right? And I'm like, oh no, it was crazy. So yeah, I have to, I have to learn to be more like Elsie. I have to be more <laughs> Elsie like.
1: So I asked her if I could do an event and keep her out of it. She was hesitant, but she said yes. And then I knew I didn't have her buy in. But then, because I asked her, can I use the She Podcast name? And you said, well, we both built it, so yes. So between that moment and now, when did you buy in? When was the first time you thought, "All right, this might be fun?" Tuesday.
0: <laughs> well, I think the first time that I started to see like feel it was halfway through the kickstarter. Interesting. Halfway through the were kickstarter because I because I didn't Because again, we work differently. You just throw the stuff out. Like you literally just put it out and you just go and and this, we need this next. We need that. And you just do it. Whereas I'm the other way around. Like I, I'm a very much about like foundation why are we doing this? Like, what's the mission? Like, how can we connect to like something greater? We have to infuse that and then we can put it out. Like, I have this whole thing that I work with. That's how I work with it, you know? And I know that that's what I do. And so when people just do that, that's why I don't do improv. It's the same thing. It's like, I don't like to be put in a position where I don't understand like all the, how the, all the pieces work. I love to see how all the pieces work. And you don't do that. You you don't read the instructions, right? I do,
1: actually, when I'm putting shit together. But when well, it's just, but the thing is, the difference is that I think somewhere in my heart and head, I've written the instructions. I don't need to read them. I already know what it's for. I know why we're doing it. I know why they want it. I know why it's good for you innately. Right. You need to then, you need to make sure you've stopped and analyzed it. I already understand these things, and that's why I'm off and running. Like this seems like it would be good. And you're just like, wait, wait. Didn't we once say it was like driving with someone who was constantly speeding? I don't remember. Didn't you one time you compared me to like a speeding vehicle? No, you did it.
0: You compared yourself to that, and then you were like, "That's it." Like you said, you you had them that. off
1: and driving before you. And I'm even like
0: this. gotten in the car, yeah,
1: <laughs> and I'm like driving down the road at top speed.
2: Jessica's flying down the road, and Elsie's in the passenger seat, hitting that that imaginary break. break
0: button. I'm like, wait, down, here, down.
1: Here's the thing. Like, it's as basic as this. We need tomatoes in order to make a salad. And then I'm in the car off to get tomatoes before Elsie's like, well, what kind of tomatoes would taste the best? What kind of lettuce are we having? I'm like, you still have to go to the store. Right. Let's go. And see, and it,
0: actually, it's a slightly different. It's not like you're like, we need <laughs> tomatoes for the salad. And then I go, well, I don't know if I want tomatoes in my salad. I think I want to have some sprouts and some kale and some dandelion greens. Later. Why don't we make... like like I have a whole other idea of the type of salad I want I don't want the salad that anybody else has I want this kind of salad but in order to get dandelion greens and get nettles into a salad like I has to be a very specific thing and so for me I get caught up with that right and I'm already like we can still get all that shit in the
1: store let's go right (laughs) that's right Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's good because you actually infuse meaning into all the stupid shit I do, which is great. So, um, so, all right. So halfway through the Kickstarter
0: and why did you buy into it? Because I remembered that it was the community because people were so excited for us and for She Podcasts. And really the thing, and again, I'm going back to what really makes me tick is the fact that people were buying into it because... When I and I say when I say we, I'm I'm talking about the collective, not you and Jess, not you and Jess, not you and I. Um, when people were going to like, "This is amazing, we can do this, let's do it," and it was people were wanting it for themselves because we, she podcasts, wanted it, and then that really tapped into what I believe in, which isn't like I don't got, lead with me, I lead with. Together, community, we can do it. And so when I saw that, I was like, I, it became an offering. And that's what it is to me. Then it became more meaningful to me because I'm like, I can do that for them. This is something that is for all of us. We want to collectively to have this experience and so that's where it shifted for me and, and the fact that everybody was around it i was like where are you coming from and people are like we're so happy for you we're so proud of you this is so incredible people really need this and i was like what they do they do what
2: you Here, know i thought and so- i was
1: just doing something for jessica but no
2: <laughs> i was getting emails that when I said this after on that episode, I was getting emails. They need to do this. We need this conference. I said, Hey, Were really, you
1: really? That's yeah. Because
2: a lot of my well, a lot of my clients are listeners to she podcast and they were saying we need this, and I'll I'll pick up Elsie and I'll drive her to the conference, and I'm like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh My God! I said, Hey, listen, I'll drag her by the that's goddamn crazy. hair.
2: Uh, I um, almost got fired funny. by asking that question. I'm out of this. You know? No, you didn't. <laughs> Just kidding. That's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I thought maybe it would have been when you when I started sending you like glittery stages and like purple and green like neon lights on stuff. You seemed to be excited when I started sending you like colorful backgrounds. That and, like,
0: made it nice. I liked I liked that, but I have to say that it was the it was the community aspect of it. It was that that's what made me feel like okay.
1: And, and again, that's the part this where is... I started to freak out.
2: Actually. Right. <laughs>
0: Right. But see, and so I'm going to, before we wrap up, because we have to wrap up here very kind of soon to this kind of thing, is this is how I felt about it, because there was still a lot of trepidation for me. And I know that it is really hard for me whenever I have an an emotional reaction to something, I have a horrible attitude. Like I, I cannot, like if I don't like something, it's really hard I have it's really hard for some like for me to pretend and you can ask my mom about this. Mom, if you're listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like mom, if, if
1: you're listening, you poor woman.
0: I know. So if like they were you. doing something that they didn't like or I got, you know, I don't know, a piece of food that I didn't like or we're going to a trip that I didn't like you. I could not hide how upsetting it was to me. Like even if I'm like if I resigned myself to it, my whole being is an expression of my inner body, like oh everything. Oh my god, it's crazy. You're, you're May. I was just going to say totally the May. same
2: exact thing. I was like, "Oh my god, May May is Minnie Elsie." May. Yes, yes, yes. yes. May
0: May is me. Holy <laughs> shit! So I am like this entire, and so I knew that if you made the any kind of choices that came for she podcasts, that. My initial response, because I had, because I had, I'm so anxious and afraid about trying new things and having all that, like, I always see like the worst thing ever that I'm like, I cannot bring this to Jessica. She can't take steps to make the best conference she can with my ass in the mix. And so I was like, I can't do it. I cannot be the person that's going to say, but what about no, I can't. Like, I didn't want to bring that to the table. And what about next year? It's a different story because I've seen, I think what it is, it's like, I I can't, I just can't, I don't have that in me. Like, I'm not like a spur of the moment type person. I just don't do that. And so I have a no first, like it's no, 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 no. And, and with too, and again, let me, let me put it back to like what I was taught. I think I told this to the bo- podcast business journal. So you know, when we were having a conversation that I wanted to have my kids, and this is relevant, guys, I wanted to have my kids at home. Like I wanted to have my babies at home. I wanted to have homebirds. And I was planning on doing homebirds and all this kind of stuff. And some of the key things that I learned about having a baby is that you as a woman, as you're going through this process, you have to really release into having this baby. Like you have to like, let yourself go into it. Like you cannot... I mean, it's already going to be so insane. That's why midwives are there. They are there to keep your mindset steady so that you ride this wave of having this baby. There's all kinds of things that are going to be happening. But in order for this to happen with the mom, you also have to have people around you that believe in you. And if there are people in the room when you're having this birth at home that are staunch, no- you're going to kill the baby. This is the worst thing you could possibly do. Do not have a birth at home and all this kind of stuff. If you have any crap from any family member that does not support your choice, do not have them in the house. Let them go somewhere else because it's already so challenging. And that's even in the hospitals and things like that, whatever you choose to do. And so I thought, I don't want to be that person when when Jess is giving birth. You're giving birth to this thing. I don't want to be the one that comes in there and totally derails your vision and your positivity or your decision-making process because I'm in there looking like, like. remember when you were talking about the stuff in the last episode and you're like, oh my God, Elsie, what is, what is wrong with your face? You should see her face because I am like that. <laughs> that
1: was
2: hilarious because you're yeah, like, and I, I do that. smell shit. If I just want to wrap this up as someone right, that's yeah. watched this from the beginning, I can't right. tell you how proud I am of Jessica. I'm not going to lie. When this first happened, she had had a concussion, and she was a (laughs) scatterbrain, and she couldn't remember anything. And when she said she was doing this, I was like, oh, boy. Mm -hmm. But I got to tell you, she surrounded herself with good people. She's worked tirelessly. She's got a great team. She fired Elsie but, like, just kept her on. (laughs) And she has done such a great job for this conference. And I'm proud of the both of you. I'm proud of Elsie facing your fears and coming to this. And as this thing goes off this week, I think it's going to be amazing. I think it's the first of many. And I think it's going to be a force for women in podcasts, exactly what you guys wanted to do. And you two are amazing. And I'm just proud to be friends with Aww. both of you.
0: Thank you.
1: You're
0: so Thank sweet. You John. Thank you're you're very you very so sweet. Much. You're going to make
1: Thank us you. cry. That's my job. <laughs> that's really, <laughs> that's my job. Thank you. That's awesome. I hope you're right. All yeah, right. I hope everyone has a good time and I hope that it's everything that whoever's coming, I hope it's everything you want it to be. That's all I want. And you too, Elsie. I hope it's what you want it to be too. Yeah,
0: I hope I, hey, I'm there. And that's what I was saying, like in the last, I think a couple of episodes, I was like, and I know that you were like, no, no, no. And it's like, when I say I wanted to be like, I'll be your puppy, I'll go wherever you want me to, because it's, it really isn't, it really isn't anything other than, than like, when you're in a partnership, you have to understand that you have to know who's the leader, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you take the lead. You say, Elsie, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. My job at that conference is to do that. That's what I, I am. Like, you I know, am
1: grateful that you're open to doing more stuff though because there is one aspect of this conference that I hated with everything in my heart. <laughs> and it's interesting that that's like when I was like, if you were to take over, I didn't tell her that I hated it. I was just like, if you were going to take over a part of the conference, what would it be? And she was like, I would like to curate the content and the speakers. And I was like, Oh my God, I love her so much. Cause that's the part. (laughs) Like, I feel like I was good at every part of this conference. Like I could nail anything, but the content gave me such agita. It made me upset. It made me doubt my faith in humanity. It made me wonder if I knew anybody in this fucking town and like what they were standing for. Like, I didn't understand what people were pitching. I didn't know why they were pitching. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know their shows. I didn't know if this would be a good thing to teach or a bad thing to teach. Like, I wasn't sure about the, you know, because I learned so differently than everybody else and I do everything myself. So like, and it's been a long time since I've sat through a session at a conference. I wanted everything to be fascinating She's so much better at what she said earlier in this show is like we have to stop and think about why that is what content needs. If she if she, if you're designing the menu of a restaurant, you need a chef, not a house manager. And I'm a house manager trying to decide what flavor palettes go well together. I don't fucking know. Right. And luckily, Elsie can be the chef and cook the food while I make sure we have beautiful glasses and all the napkins are clean and all the wait staff right. is working. Like, that's the one thing I think that if you could take that over, I think you'd be comfortable doing it. I think you'd enjoy doing it. I do not enjoy doing it. I hated doing it. I want to punch everyone while I'm doing it.
0: Right. No. And I, and that's what it is. It's like that to me, that's, that's what I, I hate doing what you just said about the napkins and the polish and the things like that's like, don't do that. But for me, the culture, the community, the content, all of that stuff to me is seminal as to what makes things different. And I do have a sense of where it's coming from. And that's where, like, yeah, that's what grounds me. And actually, me. Like, again, and actually I'll just reveal—I'll
1: just reveal this song because I know we really have to go. But like, I'll just reveal this. It mattered so much to her that she brought it up with me a couple different times because even though I assured her that we wanted the same thing for content, it was like she either didn't believe me or because she couldn't stick her fingers in the pie, it wasn't going to taste good. So she kept being like, but what about this? And I don't want this. And I don't want this. I'm like, right. Me neither. Do you want to do this part? No, no, no. I don't want to do any of this part. And then like a week later, um, I really want to make sure that we don't have this. I'm like, right. Cool. Did I do something wrong? No, no. Do you want to do this part? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Great. You know, like I I... I it was it was very hard for her not to do that part, and I'm grateful because I really I love the speak all you guys I love you I love reading your apps I love Emily for coming down and helping me that was just out of my wheelhouse
0: just that right. was just It was a lot of stuff yeah yep,
1: yep I'll send them all a contract sign them all up I'll even get them you know the travel information but for the love of God don't make me know whether or not they're good speakers I don't know I don't know all right all right we have to well, run this wasn't um you know I, as as, as enthusiastic and then pumped up as i thought we could be but you know what we will have to do that as a roundup next week afterwards
0: yep. talk no, to you well, about we how might it co- record at buzzsprout and we might record at
1: the buzzsprout booth that's right so so we'll see tickets are over so i'm not gonna plug for tickets that's not important anymore here's what i'll say if you're not coming keep a lookout this coming week because I will open up tickets for 2020 for about three days and then it'll be done until middle of next year. So if you want an early ticket, make sure you text she podcasts to 66866 or you're following us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, which is all at she podcasts. I'm going to open them very cheap for a very limited time while we're there Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Um, If you don't get them Friday, they're going to go up a little bit in price Saturday and then a little bit in price Sunday, and then we're done here until spring. So if you couldn't come last year and you want to come next year, definitely make sure you're following us. Thank you guys for everything this year. Thank you to the two of you this year for making up for all the stuff that I couldn't do here because I was doing that. And all the times I was like checking emails when I was supposed to be commentating on our conversation I knew Sorry. it <laughs> um, I love you guys mm-hmm. and I love you guys who are listening thank and you. thank you all so much and
2: we'll see you next time love you mean it bye <laughs> <laughs>